Sound Culture Renaissance. We curate, craft, and amplify Bitcoin inspired creativity. Featuring in the art block this month is no one other than Samson Mao. Samson is, of course, the CSO of uh, Blockstream, as well as the gaming company's uh, Pixelmatics CEO. And most recently, he has founded Rare Toshi, a digital art platform where um, scarce digital art is issued on the Liquid Network. Um, speaking to him about uh, particularly Rare Toshi is our very own, the Welsh wonder Rebel Money Art. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome, Samson Mo, to the 21ism Art Block. Thank you very much for, for being here this morning and evening for you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Rebel. Uh, hey, I, I appreciate you giving up your time. I, I, you're, you're a very busy person. And uh, just can we give just a quick insight whilst we're starting uh, to people that don't know, who is Samson Mo? What was what what he doing um, in, in the Bitcoin world? <laughs> so I, I guess uh, I'm just a Bitcoiner. I'm interested in Bitcoin and I happen to work at Blockstream. Blockstream is a Bitcoin infrastructure company. So we contribute to the Bitcoin protocol, uh, layer two scaling techs like Lightning, like Liquid, and we do cool stuff like mining and you know, a Blockstream satellite service, which broadcasts Bitcoin blocks through geosynchronous satellites in orbit. And yeah, we do a number of things to augment Bitcoin itself. And I'm also a game developer by trade. Originally, before getting into Bitcoin, um, I was working at um, AAA game companies uh, like Relic, like uh, Ubisoft, and doing online games. And I actually still have a game company called Pixelmatic that's working on Infinite Fleet, an MMO game. Uh, that's that's really exciting, and we're definitely going to get into that today. Uh, I'm a gamer myself. I I, I read in uh, when doing research for this, you're very much a, a real time strategy demon, really. You just you love and also MMO games as well around the community. Back in the day, I loved playing War, War, Warcraft Two. Uh, that that was kind of where I cut my teeth. Um, what what games are you playing at the moment? At the moment, nothing. <laughs> I'm just building <laughs> Infinite Fleet, and you know, that's taking a good chunk of my time. Um, but uh, you know, I hope to be able to really play it once we get into beta and all the data is persistent. And I hope to like play with the community. Like basically, Infinite Fleet is my dream game, so that's what I'm building so that I can play it myself. So how how did you get into just briefly? I'm sure you get this question all the time. But how how did you get into Bitcoin? When did you when did it? Uh, dawn on you that this uh, this is the future and uh, what was the process what was your rabbit hole journey um so i first think i read about bitcoin in 2013 just uh, reading about mining i'd heard about it 
prior to that, but I didn't really give it much attention, unfortunately. Uh, but reading this article about mining, it really dawned on me that Bitcoin was decentralized and permissionless. Anybody can participate and mine and secure the network. And I actually tried to mine a little bit, but it was too late to mine on a laptop at that point. Uh, but, you know, I set up everything and I tried to do it, but I didn't really get into it until I joined um, BTC China in 2015. So my friend at the time, Bobby, was running this uh, Bitcoin exchange and I joined as an advisor first and then took on the COO role and helped them you know, operate the exchange and mining pools. Okay, great. And then it's it's kind of just developed onto there. And then did you then went into your game career then and then back into then Blockstream or you've always had um, you've always had that Bitcoin role in, in the background? Kind of. So I started Pixelmatic in 2011. So mm -hmm. you know, I, I was doing both Pixelmatic and BTC China at the same time after I joined. And now, even though I'm at Blockstream, I'm still working on the, the games at Pixelmatic. So it's been with, I've been basically doing two things, uh, two things at the same time for a good number of years now. So, so we're here today on the, the 20 was an art block and, and for me, for, for us on 20 was, this is slightly different because, um, normally we interview artists and, but I, I want to ask, are you an artist yourself, Samson? Do you dabble in art at all? Uh, or your definition of art and, code or any anything in particular memes um i don't know I, I like art and i like creating things um i i did a podcast a while back with a few friends called the magical crypto friends show and i made some of the swag so i, I like making things so i made the toys the stuffed toys i made plastic toys too you know that's um, a creative journey in and of itself and I also make hats. So I have a hat store at excelion.com where I make, uh, you know, tongue in cheek Bitcoin themed hats. I try not to be too explicit. Like, you know, a lot of people will put a Bitcoin logo on the hat, but I like to be a bit more subtle. So if you walked into someone on the street and they're wearing the Dragon's Den hat, you kind of like nod at each other and, you know, <laughs> you know, you're in the, the same clique. You know, I did the UASF hat back when the scaling wars were raging on. And recently I did the have fun staying poor hat, the HFSP hat. So I like to make stuff. And then for Infinite Fleet, I'll, I'll sketch a lot of our ship designs and mecha designs um, whenever I have time. And yeah, if I, if I had a lot more time, I would try to you know, create a lot more things, I think. Yeah, I've seen your hat game is incredibly strong. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, I I scrolling through Twitter, um, all uh, all the cool hats and fashion, and that's it. I think it's you know it's it's incredibly important, isn't it, for for everyone to have a, a creative aspect in their life, no matter what they do, definitely uh, as as an outlet to kind of express yourself, uh, be it whatever it might be, canvases, sculpture or baseball caps or whatever it might be, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's incredibly important. Um, yeah. So we're switching this and you're about to find out during this interview, Samson, that I have very little technical knowledge around Bitcoin. So I apologize in advance, but you've, um, today I really want to talk to you about what's, what's really exciting me is, is this new company and, and, and product you're, you're launching, which, or have launched actually, which is called Ritoshi. Can you just give the listeners a bit of a introduction into what Ritoshi, Ritoshi is, who's behind it and, and what's going on? 
Right. So Raritoshi is a website um, where you can mint and auction off and trade uh, NFTs on the Liquid sidechain. So it, it the genesis was really, there's a lot of uh, artists that want to uh, make art and make NFTs, but there aren't that many good solutions for where you can tokenize them on. And the marketplaces are not that not that well developed for, I guess, you know, things that are non-Ethereum. So the demand was really to serve this market segment, I think. So we collaborated with uh, Crypto Graffiti. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a, a brilliant artist. And Adam Saltis, the CTO of Coinos. So we effectively sponsored them to build out this uh, website and build out the underlying platform too. So the underlying platform is called the LNFT platform, which is not that creative. It's just for liquid NFT platform. It's a it's an open source project. So you can go on GitHub, um, clone it and take it and make your own uh, rare Toshi like sites if you wanted. And the, the idea is really just to uh, open up the market and put some choices out there for people to mint on you know, non-Ethereum chains like Liquid um, to uh, create their own marketplaces if they want and kind of grow the supporting ecosystem for Bitcoin artists and you know give them a place to hang out and share their artwork. Can you just give me a bit, a bit of a background? Um, I, I've I, I've I've had to, had to ask around to get the concept, but what what is Liquid for anyone that re- doesn't understand it? Uh, I un- understand it's a, a side chain of of Bitcoin, but could you just break that down a little bit for me? Yeah. So Liquid is a side chain, as you mentioned. It's its own blockchain, but without a native currency. Um, typically, when someone launches a new chain, there is a native token in the ICO. And, you know, it's kind of scammy in general, but liquid, there is no other currency. The currency of liquid is Bitcoin. You peg it in Bitcoin to the network and that's how you get the, the, the currency, the base currency. But in liquid, you can also issue assets as well, such as stable coins like USDT. We have LCAD, uh, a Canadian dollar stable coin, as well as a Japanese yen stable coin. And, you know, you can also do game currencies and tokens, uh, NFTs basically anything you want. So it's effectively like Bitcoin, but extended to have other assets in there at the same level as Bitcoin. So if you can do uh, you know, multi-sig Bitcoin transactions, you could do multi-sig liquid transactions. Um, you can have hardware wallets that can store liquid assets. Um, you can even create a lightning network on top of a liquid asset too. So it's really just a a, a a version of Bitcoin with a lot more functionality and also confidential transactions too. So you can't actually see the assets and asset types being transacted in the network. Cool. I, I can uh, I can see why you've taken that then. Uh, so it's it's kind of for, for a layman like me, it's like the 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 the, the Bitcoin blockchain, but with all these added features. But just taking the 21 million hard cap and all the cool things about the Bitcoin blockchain and then just adding a little bit more functionality so to enable it. Is that correct? Yeah, I think you could say that. Um, it's kind of a R&D playground for Blockstream 2, in a sense. We do a lot of uh, development for Bitcoin 2 at the core protocol level. So if you remember SegWit, that was first in, in Liquid and in Elements. Elements is the, the name of the fork. Uh, Liquid is the name of the chain. So we had that you know, pretty early on and 
you know, people are talking about Taproot right now too, right? So we'll likely have Taproot in the Liquid Network ahead of Bitcoin. So a lot of the things that we're building and working on that might make their way into Bitcoin down the road typically will come out in Liquid first. So people can test it out and try it out and experiment. Okay, cool. Thank you. I, that, that, that's helped my understanding already. Um, you, you've, you've built Ritoshi on top of this liquid network. Um, why, why did you, obviously you cho- chose liquid for its um, uh, functionality and uh, all the things that you've just said there, but why, why not build it on, on top of lightning? Just to clarify that in my, bra- in my non-technical brain, that would be cool. Yeah, so it's difficult, I think, to do non-fungible tokens on Lightning or with a Lightning-like protocol. I think RGB is trying to accomplish something to that extent. But the thing is, um, well, a non-fungible token is non-fungible. So with Lightning, you're opening up a channel from one person to another. Uh, you can route through the network. But if you're, yeah, you could create a a token and then send it to someone, opening up a channel to send it to someone, but then you wouldn't be able to route it because you know, it's not fun, not fungible <laughs> by definition. So, you know, I could open up a channel to you and send you that NFT and you can send it back to me, but we wouldn't be able to send it to, you know, a third party out there. So that I think that kind of defeats the perp- the, the benefit of having something like Lightning for at least the use case of NFTs. That's why I think uh, using the native format in, in Liquid to create those tokens is much more effective. And there are second order benefits too, such as uh, atomic swaps, where you can perform an atomic swap of that NFT token um, for you know, Liquid Bitcoin, for Liquid USDT, or for you know, anything out there in the marketplace. Cool. Okay. I think that's that's cleared that up then. Um, because at the moment you know, lightning is the hot hot topic, obviously with all the things going on in um El Salvador and and, and Strike and Jack Mallers and his team doing. Uh so it's there's there's all these uh networks and for for, you know, for like an artist like myself, it's just trying to get my head around uh what happened what why different protocols, I guess, are being used in the space. So, as as an artist now, I'm I'm really keen to put my work on on Ritoshi and and uh, being a hardcore Bitcoiner. Um, I've been waiting for this opportunity. What seems like forever uh, to to not mint something on Ethereum uh, and, and mint something on. On 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 a, on a blockchain, I I, well, I I believe in, and not just a blockchain, but a culture. What what does Rito, What makes Ritoshi different from the other online NFTs experiences, other than the fact that it's on the the big the, the Bitcoin blockchain or Liquid sidechain? Um, what what do you offer that's different from uh, Rearable or any other, any of the other competitors? Um. I would say our, our primary thing is that we're aiming for organic, natural growth. Um, it, it's not a, a company. It's really just a community project in some ways, right? Like we're all working on it together. And the, the people that are minting on, on Rotoshi are not looking to sell something for $69 million, right? I think it's more of a, 
a patronage community where you know you have your artists that you're fans of they can mint and then you can uh, buy their nfts which in in some cases do come with physical artwork too which is pretty cool and, and support them and i think the promise really is that they can create these nfts it's going to be efficient for them to mint the cost of a liquid transaction is you know 10 cents or less at least right now with the current bitcoin prices but you know the transactions are are fast too and it's just a really efficient way to um, to create your art and mint it and then trade it so people can uh, support the artists that they like and it's not going to be a challenge and you know that you're not using something scammy underneath it right um uh, what we want to do down the road is uh, anchor some of the minting to bitcoin so it could we're still working on the exact mechanism but it could be like a, adding an opportunity message or something along those lines too to you know so because uh, one of the criticisms we had was it's not technically on bitcoin it's a fork of bitcoin with its own chain but you know the the nft itself is not connected to bitcoin so i think that we want to find some way to to anchor it to the main chain but still i think it, these liquid nfts are pretty efficient for what they do because it is a native part of um of liquid unlike sometimes you can create a token in in bitcoin but it's like dust right if you're doing it on um, some of the protocols you're just making a dust transaction and kind of tagging that as a an nft or a token or something like that i i, I agree i think in terms of artists uh, i was talking to dj skrilla who i believe has been um uh, has showcased on retoshi and one of the comments that he said is that as an artist, you want your art to live forever. What, uh, what blockchain or is going to live forever? There's only one candidate. It's Bitcoin. So I guess that would appeal to artists more to be on this kind of this eternal tablet of you know, or where with you know immutable um, for for generations to come. There's the whole debate at the moment, uh, and we talked briefly about this before the interview. NFTs, it's almost like seem like a, a dirty word in the Bitcoin community. And uh, even within 21ism, we've got, there's two camps. We've got, you know, I like I like my uh, currency digital and my art physical. There's there's that side there. And and there's perhaps, a, uh, then I, I, I'm campaigning on the opposite side where, you know, I, I believe there's, there's a way for NFTs um, it's definitely the future and, and the way people are going to consume art. Where, where are you on on this? Obviously, being uh, where, where's where are your thoughts? How, how have you um, you've mulled this over? Obviously, a lot. Um, where do you see NFTs in the art landscape in the future? I think there is a place for it. I, I would view an NFT as sort of an ownership certificate. It's not the art itself, right? It's a proof that you. Um, you bought something or you, you bought something from the artist and you have some connection to the artist as a, a patron of sorts, but it's really just a, a pointer, right? And it, it's like a receipt or something along those lines. It's not, it's not the artwork itself. The artwork itself is the digital art or you know, digital and physical in some cases. But uh, I think some of that um, apprehension that Bitcoiners have towards NFTs is really coming from um, just where the Ethereum community has taken it, right? Like a lot of their platforms allow you to just mint uh, NFTs of anything and they're they're trading like, you know, a selfie or 
Um, they're, they're just ripping artwork off of Google and minting it. And it's just really making it uh, uh, a mess. That's why for Retoshi, we wanted to uh, be curated. We want to only have Bitcoin artists on there that, you know, do they can mint other things, but they should have Bitcoin art. It's a prerequisite. And I think if you have a real artist making real artwork and you want to make an NFT and then you have people that want to support them, there's really nothing wrong with that. Like it's all about permissionless innovation. And if you want to use this uh, mechanism, this digital share certificate or ownership certificate, then you know, so be it. And it's a valid use case. And then it also facilitates trade too. So we also allow artists to get a cut of future sales as well. And that's done through um, uh, something similar to a Blockstream app. It's basically a multi-sig policy server. So as the artist that's selling the artwork, you can say, I want a 20% cut of future sales and the server will enforce that. But um, this kind of technology allows you to do these things and there's nothing wrong with uh, leveraging technology to accomplish different things. Yeah, I think it's, it's especially with, you know, the current the current climate, uh, I, I know how uh, I've, I've recently sent a few pieces across the world and how difficult and fraught um, that is. So having, a, I suppose, a, a borderless way of actually transferring well, it's not even your art. It's, as you say, it's 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 just the certificate associated with of, of ownership, is um, is 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 really cool and really uh, for, as an artist, it's a, just a completely new mind space to explore. And very exciting. If um, if I if I was a, an artist now and I'm listening to this podcast and I want to submit my uh, my art. For uh, for display on Rare Toshi, how would I how would I go about that? Um, right now, you just would create your account on Rare Toshi, and then once you've done that, there is a button that says you know become an artist, and I think it asks you to fill out a form, submit some of your Bitcoin art, and then if you're legit, then eventually you'll be whitelisted. But we manually do a review right now, and it takes some time, so there is a small backlog, but. We're working to clear it out and hopefully we can streamline that process even more down the road. Uh, but we do want to keep it curated. Like we really do only want to tailor this platform to Bitcoin artists. And I think, you know, if people want to do other kinds of art, they're welcome to fork the code and run their own version of uh, Rertoshi or, you know, rebrand it or do whatever you want with it. It is all open source. Cool. And, and who is curating uh, at the moment? Who is the team that's curating behind it? Uh, right now, it's um, I think it's Daniel Williams from uh, the team at Blockstream, and then yeah, he's just making sure that you know you're really an artist and it's really your artwork. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? And I think it's it's making sure that the not necessarily you know as you said earlier with with, with your hats, it's not just about slapping a Bitcoin B on it and and calling it art. I think that's um, again lends itself to perhaps some of the other NFT platforms that are around. It's just let's just let's just put it on on this whatever blockchain or or service and and call it crypto art or whatever it might be. So it's. Yeah. Uh, so any artists out there, it's, it's more about just the culture and the message rather than than just slapping a, a Bitcoin B on it. And, and that's what we look for at 21ism as well. It's not Bitcoin. It's not just this logo and the color orange. Uh, it's it's just, yeah. it's, it's way, you know, it's way more than that, way more complex. So, yeah. But uh, I like Bitcoin art and I want to support Bitcoin art in the ways that I can. So, you know, for me, 
supporting Rotoshi is a natural extension of that. So even before NFTs, I was buying Bitcoin art. I bought art from Cryptographedia. Yeah, I have his hodl, you know, his iconic hodl piece. Oh, um, amazing. I, <laughs> I, I bought some art from uh, Pascal Boyart. The, he did the um, uh, Adam Back Dollars. He did a number of people in the... Um, in the cypherpunk community uh, using dollar bills and you know, fiat money. So I, I bought uh, three of those prints too. So I, I'm a patron of Bitcoin art, whether it is an NFT or not an NFT, because I like Bitcoin. So, you know, NFT is just a different way for you to sell your art. And then having a website like this is just a way for you to, for, as a supporter of the arts, to show that you support the arts. That's really cool. I like that message, and I think that that clarify it. And uh, if we can amplify this across the whole Bitcoin community, I do hope uh, more and more people can adopt. Not artists and the community community can embrace it as as much as possible as a way to uh, display our culture. Full stop. You know that the Bitcoin culture. Um, I switch it up a bit now. I'm going to talk a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about your your other venture i say your other venture probably your main main venture you've said earlier you're the ceo of pixelmatic which is making this epic game uh called infinite fleet um and and i believe that also the in-game currency runs on the liquid network if if i'm correct in saying that do you do you plan on bringing any crossovers at all um with the art on Ratoshi and putting that in, in Infinite Fleet um, or have, having it displayed on there? Uh, um, is that something you've, you've thought of? And is it something that's technically possible at all? Uh, we haven't really thought too much about that. So, you know, I, I wouldn't put uh, Infinite Fleet art into Ratoshi. I think we want to keep it, you know, Bitcoin art mainly. Um, the other direction? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's all possible. Uh, I think we're still in early phases and we're still very much focused on building the core game experience itself. So you know, perhaps these things can come in the coming years. Yeah, I think, I think it's quite interesting. Have you thought of virtual uh, art galleries or anything like that as, a, as an addition to a Ritoshi? Uh, because I personally, speak, speaking from experience, I was absolutely gutted that I couldn't go to the Bitcoin conference this year. And I had to, I, I had to view all the incredible artwork here from here from my from my sofa in my living room in south wales sadly um is, is there any any way in the future that you can see you're going to be taking this the the art experience uh, virtually or to another level to help showcase for people that are perhaps geographically challenged yeah i mean potentially down the road we could do something um for magical crypto friends we did a vr conference it was called mcc vr uh, we built it. We we completely customized uh, the Mo- Mozilla the Mozilla stack for VR and you know built a, a custom world out of it uh, and also extended it to support more users and effectively support a conference. So you know if there is demand for something like that, we could probably you know figure something out. And if you come on to Ratoshi and you're an artist. Perhaps you could do an exhibition in VR, uh, and it could be this you know, worldwide event. That would be absolutely cool. The first Bitcoin 
uh, I suppose, uh, gallery uh, that uh, on online. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. Cryptography. I, I, I've had a chat with him. He's been on this pod as well. He's a he's a forward thinking guy. And I'm sure he's cooking up something in that incredible creative brain of his uh, that just keeps pushing pushing the technological technological boundaries of what art is. So um, yeah, there we go. That's one. If you're listening, mate, that's one for you. Uh, just if if you want to use that, you're more than welcome to. Um, there's there's plenty plenty of exciting artists in Bitcoin currently on Rotoshi. So we've just mentioned there, crypto graffiti, uh, Skrilla. And uh, another artist as well that I interviewed uh, yesterday, who never never d- dabbled in in NFTs. Um, I will mention them just in case there's a big reveal. And it's you know you seem to be getting all different types of art and, and styles. But do you have a, a, f- a favorite piece at all? That I know this is this is tri- tricky. It's a bit like picking from one of your own children, perhaps. But do you have a favorite piece on Retoshi that really speaks to you? Yeah, I, I like the, um, the lightning strike ones that uh, Crypto Graffiti did. I, I bid on it, but I didn't win the auction, so I'm a bit sad. But I, I like those ones that he did, the first two pieces on the site. They're really, really cool, aren't they? Um, I, I yeah. really, uh, when I was scrolling through it yesterday, I thought, um, yeah, I was gutted as well, because I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. And also, it's, it's also, I guess it's something about being the first uh nft minted by uh such a well-renowned artist in the bitcoin community being an an nft i I know there's only he's only minted i believe a piece on the ethereum network very long time ago before there was any kind of so uh, having that i i was a bit gutted with that as well you i also uh, looked on there and and you do own a few pieces on on retoshi and uh in particular you you own uh, a a piece uh, by Cypherpunk now, which is of Adam Back. Am, am I correct in that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I bought I bought Adam Back. <laughs> you bought Adam Back. How many people can say that? So you work with I believe you work with Adam in Blockstream. Yeah. Uh, how did that conversation go over the water cooler there? How did how did how did that uh, go down with Adam? Yeah, so yeah, I, I thought um, I didn't want someone else to get it, so it's better I get it. <laughs> so that's why I, uh, that's one of the motivations. Other is, you know, I can own Adam back. And I have another print uh, from um, Pascal, the dollar Adam back. So I thought, you know, I might as well collect more Adam backs. Um, but yeah, the, when I told, when I sent the link, he's like, wow, I can't, his reply was, I can't believe you paid that much. And I'm like, oh, it's worth it. <laughs> so he's actually, uh surprise of his own worth uh, which is actually yeah. really really cool um yeah uh, i think it's is is do you have any future plans for collecting more adam backs could you be the adam back art connoisseur of the future potentially yeah why not um happy to buy more adam backs that that would be uh, really cool. Uh, there we go. I, I actually might try and create a piece myself and put it on Ritoshi as well, just to uh, just to see that to, to test that out. That would be really really cool. Um, so on on Ritoshi now, as I say, it's a growing platform and, and and it's really exciting and 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 I'm really excited to see this project as well. Um, what well, if you could feature any artist in the world? You've got your choice now. And let's let's uh, let's assume they're doing a Bitcoin style art because as as you said earlier, 
that Ritoshi only accepts Bitcoin-inspired art. Which artist would you choose and why? Like non a non-Bitcoin artist? Yes, it could be anyone. Let's assume it could be part, I don't know, it could be part of you orange pilling them. You could say, hey, whoever it is, I've got this cool site. It's Ritoshi, and I'd like you to make a piece for it, please. And they said, yeah, sure, sure, Samson. Who would, who would that be? Um, hmm, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I would try to get uh, Sean Ono Lennon to do something. Uh, I've seen some of his art, and he was introduced to me by uh, Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert. And, you know, I, I told him about Ritoshi, and, uh, you know, I, I've tried to get him into it, but I'm still waiting. So hopefully he can uh, make something and mint it on Ritoshi. That would be that would be pretty special, wouldn't it? I think um, having the the I've seen some of his art and uh, and I, I think it's really cool as well. And I think we're trying to we're trying to get him on Twenty One Ism as well. We'd love to interview him as well and his thoughts on Bitcoin. Um, but having uh, having him, his art as a person in his own right, and obviously his uh, connection to um his his uh, a beetle on on the the on that would be absolutely uh unreal i think that would be really really cool so yeah. what, what, what future plans do you ha- have for ritoshi at the moment what's the how does this all play out i mean you, your title of uh is chief strategy officer for for blockstream so obviously yeah. your head your head is out there scanning the horizons for opportunities all the time. So you're probably best placed better than anyone in the, in the Bitcoin community of where this is going to go. So where do you, where do you see in your brain? What's your vision for Ritoshi for the future? So I think for Ritoshi, the near term, we're going to start uh, improving some of the UI. I think usability wise, there's a, a still a ways to go. We tried to rush, we rushed it a little bit to get it onto market and kind of like see the reaction. And now we're investing more to improve the user experience, make things smoother, uh, more accessible. And I think uh, down the road, uh, we need to support these NFTs in some of our uh, liquid enabled wallets like Blockstream Green and Aqua. So actually on that front, we're working on NFT groupings and on blockstream.info, which is our block explorer, we recently added liquid assets, but we need to do some groupings of those liquid assets as well, especially for NFTs, so that it's more navigatable. Um, we need to get some more compatibility in for the two of two um, uh, multisig for the artist um, artist uh, uh, cut of future sales, because right now you can't move those off of the platform. Uh, uh, you need to get the other wallets to support those in order to um, allow that to be taken out of the platform and into another wallet. Um, but yeah, down the road, I think there's uh, potentially other interesting things we can play with. Um, trying to do some, uh, some <laughs> potentially do some multi-sig with some Bitcoin art where you can combine uh, two pieces of art from different artists. I think there's interesting things you could play with there too. That sounds really cool. Uh, as I say, like it's uh, it's it's completely different, isn't it? Um, and as an artist, not only now are you creative in terms of your your message in your actual piece, but you can actually be creative in the way you distribute things 
as well. And I think that's what makes Ritoshi really exciting. As uh, if, if you thought about potentially uh, branching out into other so uh, musicians, etc., and uh, getting them releasing their albums on Ritoshi, or is it just mostly down to visual art? I know Skrilla potentially is doing uh, audio visual art on there, but is it just largely uh, visual art at the moment? I think uh, for Ritoshi, at least, we'll focus just on visual art. I mean, artists are welcome to upload anything. You can upload uh, video files too. So they could technically do uh, a music type NFT. But again, like it should be Bitcoin related in some way. Uh, but if someone wanted to make a, a platform to focus on music, then they could just uh, fork the platform and launch something completely new too. So there's always that option. That's great. And there's lots of, uh, there's a few people I, th- I can think of in the Bitcoin community that would really uh, appreciate getting their, getting their music out there. To be honest with you, Sam, so you've answered all my questions there and, and it's, um, uh, you know, listening to you speak on, on the topics there, I'm really quite excited now to actually um, see where this goes. Is there anything else in this interview, that, anything else you'd like to mention about Rotoshi um, or any product? Or, or anything projects that you're working on that you'd really like to uh, get across to any of our listeners? Hmm. Let's see. If you're interested in signing up, you know, sign up and then submit a request to become an artist. We're we're happy to have more Bitcoin artists and get more cool Bitcoin art out there. Um, other projects, you know, <laughs> uh, I think um, it, it, there's a lot of interesting things going on at, at Blockstream, but they may not be interesting to your audience, you know, but uh, I, I like security tokens. I think there's a massive potential there um, creating securities on the liquid network. Um, so that, I think that is very interesting too. And potentially that could come into the art uh, space too. You know, it could um, securitize some paintings or something mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, real life art galleries could also tokenize some of their artwork and uh, distribute it that way. That'd be pretty cool. Um, again, it's all about this this uh, tearing the old tearing the old world down and all our preconceptions of of how art is distributed and, and I guess displayed and put in something else. So, um, just before I let you go, then can you just uh, tell tell the listeners how they find more out about about you and any of the projects that that you're doing at the moment. Sure. Um, so my Twitter handle is Excelion, E-X-C-E-L-L-I-O-N. And I, I'm i pretty regular with my posting. I try to post a little bit of stuff every day. And uh, Blockstream is just at blockstream.com, same Twitter handle. And if you like games and NFTs, check out Infinite Fleet, um, at Infinite Fleet on Twitter, and just infinitefleet.com for the website. So that game, uh, all the spaceships are NFTs and the game currency is a liquid token. So it's just really to allow players to have control over um, their, their, their ship certificates and their game currency. So the game currency just goes right to a non-custodial wallet. So the game does not have the ability to freeze your funds. So if that stuff is interesting, check it out. Yeah, definitely. I think that's part of, uh, part of the, the Bitcoin uh, culture and 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 uh, mind and thoughts as well, and uh, I would definitely be checking it out. And I've got my eye on a 
Polaris Hydra as we speak, Samson. So um, I'm really looking forward to trying trying the game as well when it comes out. Thank you so much for your time today. Really yeah. appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how your projects develop in the future. Yeah, thanks, Rebel. It's been a fun chat. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.
Shoot the wolf, I'm on a love you.